for January 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example is on Amazing Spider-Man number 681. The description of this one reads, quote, Spidey and the Human Torch are trapped on a space station filled with octo-zombies. Zombies again, okay. Plummeting towards the Earth. The best bud super team up is running out of air and running out of time. And the final stage of Doc Ock's master plan begins here. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. All right, we're starting the show with continuing the reviews, and the gang is going to tackle Amazing Spider-Man number 676. On with the show. Let's move on to another one, which is a little bit more controversial, I think. Uh, This one is called The Amazing Sinister Six, number 676. It's written by Mr. Slotin and penciled by Ramos. And Spider-Man appears only on the cover and in the letters pages of his own book, which is teasing the next issue. (laughs) And, well, actually, is Spider-Man ads in here for, like, Spider-Man product? Oh, there's Miles Morales in the center. Okay. (laughs) Okay, there's an ad for Avenging Spider-Man, so he made an appearance in the ads. Yeah, don't see Spider-Man anywhere in this one. Okay. Uh, Don, you hated this one. Okay. When In your review, I read it. You, you, you hated it. I undeniably loathe this issue. It was... Is this the worst issue you've ever read? You know what? Actually, the Betty Brand issue is worse because it offended me more, but this was just kind of worthless. I mean, this this actually isn't something that I'll say, you know, like, this is why I hate Dan Slott over because I don't hate Dan Slott. But this is just like a throwaway issue that that could have been entertaining like the Vulture story was. You know, the Vulture story didn't have much to go for it, but it was it was mildly amusing. This was completely and utterly pointless. And the fact that uh, Dr. Octopus at the end looks at the reader and says, buy my fucking comic, just annoys the hell out of me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to swear. <laughs> Well, Don was the first. My God, I know you're trying okay. to pick that hey. Was it funny? It wasn't me or George. Wow. So you basically thought this was like a backup story that was spread out? Is that what basically what you, I thought your review said? Well, let, let, let me let me try to contextualize this because I think like there's this dude that's, that's been commenting on my reviews named Whistler. Who, whether he's <laughs> a troll or not, you know, he's just saying this guy. Oh, he's is, just a troll. No, I've seen him on there before. He's he's a troll. Well, I mean, <laughs> he is. Yeah, well, I, I, he, We've addressed him before. He's, he, all he does is troll, yeah. Well, if people see, like, the reviews he comments on, which, I mean, I, I think if I should speak for myself, I, don't, I, I give fairly decent grades half the time. I don't, I don't really grade them badly on a consistent basis. I think right. that people would just imagine that the crawl space hates, hates everything, you know. I know they never remember like the good like things. Uh, yeah. Just, just, they never remember anything good that you say, only the negative stuff, and they hate you for it. No one ever, ever remembers anything positive that anyone says here. Anything. Well, the, 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 and and, and I, I'm sorry you're finding that out now, but that's the case. Not so. <laughs> but like, the thing with this issue is that, okay, Spider-Man not being, the issue, being in the issue isn't automatically bad, but him not having a presence or even being mentioned is bad because it is his title. And what we got here is just – Random, random, cliched story beats that make up an issue, and I just, I just, didn't, I wasn't entertained by it. I mean, the art was all right, but by this time, I don't, I'm not sure Ramos should be like an iconic Spider-Man art artist. I do like Ramos, but I think that by this time, 
I kind of I'm ready to see someone else because his artwork can be a little bit tiring, just just in terms of the, visuals. The best thing I thought about your review because I read it because I just read this book yesterday, and the best thing in your review that you said is the dialogue. And okay, that's the, that. <laughs> yeah, get into the dialogue because we got into it last month about slot talk, and <laughs> and very much. And George has mentioned this before that every character seems to talk the same. And they also have a lot of exposition, like I, Brad Douglas, I'm the host of the podcast, I'm talking to Donovan right now, etc. People don't talk like that. They're all fighting for the gag. They're fighting for the gag, and I, this is the first I remember Mysterio and Electro being this funny, or just trying to be Spider-Man I don't sarcastic. Think they were, yeah, I don't think they were funny. I think Mysterio has a sense of humor to him, but it shouldn't mirror Spider-Man's. Spider-Man exactly. works best when Spider-Man's funny. And he's not even exactly. in the damn book. Okay. And when everybody else is the, getting pissed off because he's being funny. The, 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 the dialogue is bad because it either it's trying to, to go for a joke or the science guys are just trying to, you know, bog us down with, with, their, um, with their use of words. First of all, intelligentsia is spelled wrong. For, 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 you know, <laughs> Where? Because Where is it's, that? It's, it's, I looked it up. It's, a, it's like a Russian uh, collegiate of, of scientists. That's the actual yeah. definition of intelligentsia. It's spelled with a T, not a C. Intelligentsia is the Spanish word for in- intelligence. So that sucks. Second, Modoc <laughs> is uh, Castilian. <laughs> I mean, so, secondly, I mean, just, just it's just like the expositional, expositional dialogue. Doctor Poor says, "Ah, how about we have a game of brains and see who can destroy each other? Look at this. I removed your player from the board. What do you think of that, Modoc? The guy I'm talking to now that I'm just I'm just telling you what I'm doing right now. As if I'm freestyling my words, but I'm actually talking to you. Like it's just it's absolutely unbelievable. They're all fighting and they're Here, having. Here's this. here's one of the worst ones I saw was where Doc Ock is fighting Modoc. He goes. Doc Ock's caption is, and so ends our game, Modoc, mobile organism designed only for killing very true, for I am about to kill you, unless, unless, you say it, that's all you have to do, and I shall spare you, and the rest of your men, say it, you big-headed buffoon, say it. No one talks like that, even if they've got arms. <laughs> and they sure don't steal a line from Wrath of Khan. Oh. He's a smart You're guy, but he, he has more intellect? contemporary dialogue. He has a more contemporary like, like way of manner of speaking than this. Okay. I'm I'm not going to take up too much time. This issue, there have been worse issues. This issue isn't, you know, this doesn't like make me stay awake at night. But there's nothing that this thing <laughs> offers as much. And the fact that honestly, the fact that Simon says, "What was the point of this?" and and he says, "To get ready for 2012." This issue yeah. eats. F. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does it eat? Wait, 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 wait. Does it eat prison ass? Now. Now, Don, we'll go ahead and answer that, too. Um, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Don, was it that last panel that really just left a bad taste in your mouth? I mean, Well, the dialogue actually left the majority of the taste, but that last panel yeah. was, was honestly I, – okay, I don't think Dan Slott's a horrible writer. I just don't think he's a very good writer for Spider-Man, and that just said that he wants to write entertaining cartoony stories, and that, I'm not a fan of that personally. And that one kind of hammered on the head. I was like, all right, this is it for me. But I am the reviewer, so I, I, have, I, have, a, I have a right to give it 0. .5 out of 5 with. So basically that equates an F? Is that what you're saying? You better believe it. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Negativity, you've lost your love of the hobby. You've everything from Marvel. Every single thing. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man is so one of my favorite characters of all time, and I gave it a story an F. What does that say? <laughs> Well, you don't give Fs out very often, honestly. You really okay. don't. However, this is the one that people will remember. 
<laughs> I, I uh, All right, uh, Zach. Oh, pro yeah. con- was there any pros, Don? <laughs> uh, Ramos, but Ramos wasn't a good enough pro. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this now. I'm just warning you, Brad. There is no pros to this book. This book, this book is astastic in the wrong <laughs> way. Okay. Or astastic. All right. Uh, I'm going to quote Jameson from Spider-Man One. This was crap, crap, more crap. Yeah, this yeah, that, this is what this mega crap. This is <laughs> this is exactly what this issue was. Man, I, I I'll, I'll never forget. I called Dawn on the day this issue came out, and I'm like, this is, or the day I got this issue, and I'm like, wow. I don't think I've ever been more offended on how my intelligence went down oh, yeah, reading the intelligentsia mm-hmm. than I did. I mean, this this book was this is a straight F for me because if it was to tease the ends of the earth. It didn't do well. Um, there's a Sinister Six story. It was bland. Uh, everybody's like being jokey, jokey. Uh, mis- the mis- I mean, the greatest mistake: Mysterio making the. I'm playing Angry Birds. Really? Mm. I hated the Angry Birds comment. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and then like, I just, I, I, the Ramos's art was very sketchy. It, it wasn't. Um, this you know he does sketchy sometimes with a stylistic nature, but this was sketchy in his normal normal uh, artistic flair. It did not work for me. I mean, Doc Ock looked like a big giant blob. You know, it's bad enough that we have him in the diaper, but why do we have to have him in the you know a blob diaper Ock? You know, <laughs> so I, it just I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dan, I'm sorry, Steve, but I've given this one an F. F. Okay. You hate everything. You're just negative, and you <laughs> love of the hobby. Didn't I give four point five out of five stars to the to the eight pages and the point one issue that I paid six dollars for? Yeah, but buddy, no one ever remembers that. <laughs> uh, Josh, your thoughts, sir? Well, I love uh, the part where Mysterio he's in his little thing, and you know he says, "Sweet, I got a new high score on Angry Birds," because that's a very, very you know contemporary thing, and that's very in character for Mysterio. You know, and Angry Birds is a popular thing. I'm fixing to shoot so, you. So no, I love that. <laughs> that, that, that. That that was that that was great. That was my actually no, that was like the worst part of the issue for me because like okay, first of all, like that's not Mysterio's personality, and you know no. Slaughter, whoever will disagree, but that's just and that like okay. I guess the joke of that, is, you know, of course, Angry Birds is the joke because that's the contemporary thing. But also the joke is, oh, you know, and this guy's, you know, trying to beat him up, and Mysterio, you know, isn't even putting his full attention on it. He's able to play a video game, which, like, okay, really, they're on this super secret important mission, and uh, he's playing Angry Birds. And personally, like, you know, I have a personal bias against Angry Birds because it's, I find it so ridiculous how over marketed that thing is um we went to blockbuster and there was angry birds candy <laughs> and uh um, yeah i've seen that. that that i would love to be part of the uh folks making money off of that thing oh th- they're Man. making money power to them but like I, I can't go anywhere without seeing this stuff there was an angry Bur- birds board game and uh my oh, girlfriend about that yeah my I girlfriend's like son birds, was man. like my girlfriend's son was like oh let's let's buy this let's buy this i'm like why because it's Angry Birds. It's a board <laughs> game of Angry Birds, but okay. Anyway, yeah, it's I. But this is a podcast not about Angry Birds, so. 
Okay, Modoc's like machine that like I guess pushes people into outer space and kills. That was Modoc's machine, right? I haven't read it's. I forgot. Yeah. I read the issue a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. So these people die, which you know that's fine. Like I can accept that people in the comics die and come back to life all the time. But when it's done like to this level and they just casually like have an offhand line, oh yeah, these people that are in the vacuum of space and dead and. I'll, I'll just revive them later. I'll rescue them and revive them later. Like it's that easy. Yeah. Like they've killed off Darkstar before, and she's she's sitting there. I mean, you see her. She's that's the chick in the group. I mean, yeah, she's this is nothing new for her. But okay, like no, I haven't read a lot of Modok stories because um, I mostly read like Spider-Man, FF, and Daredevil. Like, is this can Modok is Modok that powerful that like if somebody is dead, like <laughs> I really don't think so. If if I drowned, I'm dead. I've been mm-hmm. dead for like hours. Could Modok bring me back to life? Probably. Modoc. Yeah, that, that's a first. I don't With remember Modoc. that either. Modok Modok is 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 crazy. <laughs> I have read a lot of Modok stories, so I'm just talking, I'm coming to you for, as a Modok, someone familiar with the character. Um, he is yeah. I mean, he is incredibly intelligent, incredibly smart. Ask yourself, could Reed Richards do this? Modok probably can't. He doesn't have the focus. He doesn't have the self-control that like Reed Richards has, but I mean he's brilliant. Yeah, I just think that if a character, that if these people are you know like dying to that level, it's not like they got shot or electrocuted. Like they're in the vacuum of space, you know they're they're dead, and it's just it shouldn't be. There's no be, loss. There should be a consequence. Right, or like or if they can be brought back, like it it shouldn't be with an inconsequential line. And yeah. I guess that's been done before, but that doesn't mean that I like it. And is there any pros? I, well, I don't mind the fact that Spider-Man's not in the issue because with long-running, you know, serialized fiction about characters, every once in a while, you can do an episode where the main character's not there to, like, show the strength of, like, the cast. And these are strong characters when they're written strongly. Like, one of my favorite Spider-Man issues is the uh, spectacular Spider-Man issue during Inferno when it's just Flash Thompson and Betty Brant fighting zombies. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man is in one panel of that. Like, it's... And that, He's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, one panel. Like, if Spider-Man had appeared in one panel of this, like at the end, saying my spider sense is going crazy, Doc Ock's going to take over the world in 2012, would that have made the issue better? Hmm. What's your grade, sir? I think I'll give it um, C plus, B minus. Uh, I'll say oh, I'll say C plus. I I, I want to mention too that I liked uh, when everyone was fighting Sandman and uh, Wizard. Oh, you you took mine. That yeah. was my only pro. <laughs> kind of have a moment together because these characters do have a history so I, I, I kind of like that touch and it wasn't sometimes when Slot does stuff like that it goes a little over the top and like it doesn't become a character moment with history that pays off as much as it becomes Slot saying I know my continuity this came a little bit short of doing that so it worked yeah alright we got two two F's and a, and a C plus and a George Berman up next. Go ahead. Um, well, you're all a bunch of negative haters uh, <laughs> who've lost your love for the hobby and hate everything Marvel does. Um, I have a tendency whenever I get an issue to flip through it first before I read it. I just always have. Um, and when you flip through it and don't read it, this thing's awesome. Yeah. Um. I I like the Humberto Ramos artwork in here. I really thought it worked well. I love seeing all these mar this many Marvel villains beat on one another. 
Um, I don't like Diaper Doc. I, I, I've been vocal about that before. I really don't like the jackassy, idiotic Electro redesign with the Starface, lol. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's a big, goofy villain throwdown. And it's like a summer blockbuster of – you got Awesome Android in here. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. You know, Modoc's uh, rocking the, uh, the shaved head like a big pimp. You know, and I, I, I dig that. Um, then I went back and read it. And, I mean, you guys have already touched about, uh, you know, how many times have I said this before with slots, you know, especially when you have these big ensemble casts, everybody fights for the guy. Everyone's yeah. fighting to be funny here. Everyone's fighting to be funny. Slot needs to find a way to turn that shit off because he can't do it. I mean, you, remember when the Fantastic Four story uh, was happening, you know, and you had Reed Richards fighting to be funny. And it, it's it's too much. It doesn't work. When, when that's the case, no one takes anything seriously. If he wanted us to take, oh, shit, they just killed off the wizard seriously, did anybody do that? Hmm. I, was I mean, like, when they wow, zapped the wizard pretty... in the space. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you ever get the feeling, oh, my God, they just killed the wizard? No. No, I, and neither did I, and I guarantee to you no one else does either, and the wizard will be back somewhere else soon. So don't worry, yep. wizard fans. He's going to be fine. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. you know, I, I like the artwork. Um, when you've got, when you've got, uh, yeah, the whole or Mysterio thing sitting there, just sitting there playing with an iPad. That was that was ridiculous. It's stupid. If if, if you're not going to have these characters take anything seriously, you know, if you're going to have them rip off lines from Star Trek Two. I mean, you know, I, it's... What was the line from Star Trek II again? The yours, one I read? Yours I'm, is the superior intellect. That's a line from Star Trek II. Hmm. That's what... Did Khan say it to Kirk or what? It's what it's what Khan's uh, son says to him when he dies. Oh, okay. Yours is the superior intellect. I so, gotcha. I, you know, it's... Ugh. You know, I, as someone who enjoys Modoc stories and likes most of the characters in here, this they were not served well. Um, I'm going to give this one a B because you're all haters, <laughs> and I'm going to give it a B because I li I really liked Humberto Ramos's uh, work here. I like seeing this many this many Marvel characters. I like seeing that many. You know, I love seeing AIM. I've always liked AIM. I've always liked Modoc. I like seeing this many characters fighting, having that much interaction. I don't like Diaper Doc. I don't like uh, Starface. Diaper Doc. Like so that. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a B. Normally I would have given it a C, but I mean. We had a lot of. I enjoyed it so much when I just looked at it. Are you are you kidding? Are you really giving it a B? I thought of all people you'd give it an F. I'll give it a B minus. I'll give it a B minus since you're brow beating me. I'm gonna give it a D minus. You're all haters. I know it. I know it. Bertoni mentioned my one. Well, there's two pros. The artwork's cool. And the Doc Ock wizard scene I thought was really cool. They could have just even um, just had those two punch it out and not know that there's a history between them. But Slot knew that the uh, the Frightful Four, they were half of the Frightful Four. I thought that was kind of cool. That was a little nod to the longtime reader. Cons, the out-of-character voices and the expositional dialogue was just really, really took me then out. Then again, who but I, Modoc, could have designed such a device. Yeah, I mean the the specifically Mysterio and Electra were just so out of character. I've in in fifty years I've never seen these characters talk like this or act like this. It's, so it's I because just, it's a parody. They're they're being treated like they're it's like a parody. 
Yeah. You know, I, I just really, and in, in the slot talk, as I like to call it, just it's slot speak. Spl- slot speak. Slot didn't speak. care for it. Yeah. Now, now, as you guys were talking, I did a little something in, and this might be a good feature we could do in the future if we have a small panel like we have now. A lot of people like to call us and say that we are we ha- or especially negative on the reviews. Like we had two Fs, a, a D minus, and a B minus <coughs> out of the group. And I did a simple Google search of Amazing Spider-Man six or yeah six seventy six. And I'm going to read a couple lines out of other reviews, like ComicVine.com gave gave this book. Well, they they don't have a grade; they have a good, bad, and the verdict. Their verdict, (laughs) their verdict is Slot and Ramos do it again. Another incredibly fun issue. You'll be glued to the page from the get go. And one element I love was the Zero Cannon, which just shoots you in the space. As always, I love Ramos's art on this issue, but I was a tad disappointed that there was no Spider-Man and a few C-list characters met their doom. Overall, this was an excellent read. I highly recommend it, even if you're a first-time Amazing Spider-Man writer or reader. Can I respond to that? Yeah, hit it. Because that's the thing I have with these reviews. You know, you can like an issue and it's cool. Because this is just opinion. But I do not care for when people just say, "Oh, you guys are haters. We like this because it was entertaining." It's not the best thing ever. Because when they say you you will be glued to the page, I I mean, unless George can attest to that, I don't find that wholly accurate. I mean, what's so compelling about the story? Is it just yeah. like I can't wait to see Doctor uh, Ryan oh, okay. slam it to Sandman? Okay, yeah. Let me uh, let me let me, let me say ahead. what made it compelling for me. Carly Cooper's not in it. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, another review. IGN Spider Man six seventy six. They gave it a seven out of ten, which is, if my math is correct, that's a seventy percent, which is a C. Uh, let's see what what. Uh, a, a couple quotes from the review. This issue is a little goofier than you might expect given the subject matter, but it still serves an effective teaser for 2012 and a nice wrap-up to 2011. In other words, for the next big event. Yeah. Yeah. And it serves as an excellent primer for the ends of the Earth, that it removes Spider-Man from the equation entirely and focuses on the six as they battle their rivals. A couple... These rivals that were never even mentioned before as being their rivals, but yes, they're, they're still their rivals. Let's see, Majorspoilers.com. They gave this one. Uh, bottom line, good even without Spider-Man. I was He gave it four and a half out of five stars. I, the bottom line is I was really expecting to see Peter Parker in this issue. and was disappointed about halfway because through when it was Spider-Man, clear he wasn't going to appear. That being said, by the end of the issue, I had a better appreciation for what is currently driving Doc Ock and the rest of the Sinister Six to be the big bads on the block. Dan Slott continues to tell fantastic tales, and Humberto Ramos dazzles me with the art style, earning the Amazing Spider-Man four out of five stars. Okay. Uh, yeah, but Brad, book- I mean, how much to this is ass-kissing just so they can keep getting stuff from Marvel? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, I'll, some it's, it's the same thing CBR does. I know. I would agree. CBR did not review this book. I looked on CBR, CBR and I couldn't find it. A uh, couple more real quick. Eight, uh, comicbookmovie.com gave it a, a B. Uh, overall, a fun issue, even though the title character didn't appear. It was still an impressive issue. I mean, who doesn't want to see Doc Ock and MODOK head-to-head talking in scientific language? I, I like it. I just wish they could have talked in character. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Weeklycomicbookreview.com. The story, uh, let's see, what did they give it? They gave it a B. They said, no Spider-Man this issue. It's a very good issue. It establishes a lot of stuff, but there's not a single appearance by Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, he made, he made appearances in the covers. 
And the ads. And the ads. He says it's hard to find the intelligentsia, how the hell do you say that, appear and it not be a funny issue. Add in a healthy dose of Mysterio and it gets even better. This battle between the Sinister Six had a serious side to it with Doc Ock and Modoc fighting, but it's hard to be completely serious when the Red Ghost, Super Apes, and the Wizard are There was around. nothing serious about this issue. No. At all. Conclusion. A very strong issue, fun, well-written story, and great art. Those upset about the lack of Spider-Man should be glad that this wasn't given to us as a one-shot or a point one issue. I think it could have been a backup, but... Dude, normally, this no, no, Brad, they could have taken this same story, made it a special, and charged five bucks for it. That's true. He I've says this is before. a great jumping on point, even without Spider-Man appearing. It does a great job of establishing where the Spider-Man villains are going in 2012. You know what a great jumping on point was? What? Amazing Spider-Man 666, when you know you crammed all the all the elements in Spider-Man, and it was actually worth reading. This is I, definitely not 666. I crammed. Two more real quick. Uh, Spider-ManReviews.com. That's uh, B-Dog, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, that's not B-Dog. It's... Uh, who is it? Uh, it's one of the Zetas, I think. Okay. <laughs> uh, weak story, but good reintroduction to the Sinister Six. We can definitely expect lots of trouble for Spider-Man from these guys next year. The art wasn't that bad, much to my liking, in fact. Uh, last one, CraveOnline.com. Gave this a 9 out of 10, so they gave it an A. They say, uh, let's see, it's not all exposition and character development. There's some kick-ass action. As with Spider Island, Slot is trying to make the story arc fun to read. Slot breaks new ground in the world of awesome by having Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> Slot breaks new ground in the world of awesome by having Doc Ock engage in a game of chess with uh. muscle as pieces. Never, the issue never lets up. Each page is a step above the one before. By the end of the issue, the excitement for what comes next is palpable. Once again, Slot unleashes his talents, and the result. Oh, is stop! 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 They're trying to <laughs> play hard. Stop! Stop! Cut it off! Cut it off! Once again, Slot unleashes his talents, stop. and the result. No! No! Stop! Stop! Comic reading. Stop! Stop! I'm stop! I'm, yeah. Check, please. Yeah. I'm you checking what? out. You know, yeah. you know what? You know, it's it's just a difference of opinion. I like. It's good, good that these guys enjoyed the issue. I could argue with them all day on why I objectively think it's bad, it, but it's just a comic book. There's no big deal. It's like it's like being a Morrison fan and trying to write a good review to have Morrison love you or something like that. When really, I, I guarantee you, you're a fan. Grant Morrison couldn't give a shit about you. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that. It's like the oh, that was that was horrible. Did he wipe <laughs> his mouth off after that? Oh my god! All right, all right. Well, let's recommend. Let's have a recommendation of something. <laughs> wow. What do you guys got this month? Don, you start off, sir. What do you like? Uh, first, I need a uh, never mind. <laughs> but, uh, I got I compose. I recommend drinking with the kingpin. I don't know about y'all, but uh. <laughs> I, I could go down to, to Roscoe Lee Brown's uh, tombstone and like have a shot. And I would pour, pour some out and say, "This is for me. This is for my homies." <laughs> this is for all. This is for this is for uh, the kingpin and Landon and Smythe. And all those guys. Okay, um, seriously though, uh, I will recommend a comic, a movie, and uh, something I'm doing. Again, that's not an exclamation. First, uh, X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills. Uh, I've been wanting to read this wow. for a while. I, uh, I finally got the hardcover for 10 bucks in my LCS on the cheap. You've never read that before? 
It's a good book. Oh, I've it's, I've tried to read it, but like it's it's not been I've not seen it anywhere. Like, you know, I couldn't get that's it. That's like, one of the it, best X Men story like X Men stories ever from back in the day. You know what I really took away from it? I was I knew that X Two borrowed pretty much the, the spirit of the storyline, but there were specific story beats that it's just like co- completely translated in the movie. I was I, that was surprised me the most. Like, yeah, it's that that same flavor, right? Well, it's it's like you know, like like Xavier and Psychops get kidnapped by Striker. Uh, Wolverine, the others go after him. You know, uh, they use uh, a dark cerebro to attack all beaten kind. Like those are specific beats that are like just in both movies and stories. It's oh yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I recommend that. Uh, that was that was really good uh, by Chris Claremont and Brent Anderson. Um, I recommend. <laughs> I, you guys might like this. I recommend the movie Commando. Uh, yeah, boy, sweet. <laughs> That. No, that I have seen before, and I love that movie. But oh, brother, dude, let off some steam, Bennett. Oh, <laughs> God, nobody, like this. It's, it's possibly the greatest movie ever. Um, With the young Alyssa Milano as the daughter. You know what I like most about this car? What the price? <laughs> <laughs> my, my my brother didn't see it before, and we watched it on New Year's Eve, and like he was he was he was so amazed by the third act. Tell <laughs> that, me, you were drinking when you watched it. Um, he was. I was. I don't. I don't drink. Oh, I, it was much better for him. I tell you. <laughs> watched, watched it. And we watched it again with our dad like, a few nights later, and it was. It was a very. very and our aunt okay. was kept on in and out, and like she was disgusted by the testosterone. Dude, dude, when he gets trapped in the shed and starts killing people with tools, <laughs> you do not just go, oh my, OMFG, what just happened? To me, the best part of the movie is Bennett. <laughs> he's a, he's okay, okay, Donovan, if you like that, you need to see Cobra with Stallone. Oh, that's on Netflix too. Cause yeah. damn, that's a good movie. I, I, oh, there's, I, I, Donovan, there's this whole new world I can open you up to, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is like finding out that we both like chess or something. Oh this lord, gotten drunk with the kingpin. Listen to him. Um, so you know, Commando, Godless Men Kills, and um, I will also be. Uh, I, I texted Brad earlier today that um, I forgot that. The, um, hey, it's the new year. So I'm gonna be uh, doing reviews on another Spider-Man show. This time I'm gonna be doing uh, reviews for the the uh, 13 episode MTV series, which I actually don't like, but I'm not seen in a while. So we'll see how it holds up. So be on the lookout yeah, for that. It was odd. It was an wasn't odd that show. the one that Bendis worked on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In between uh, the first and second movie, Neil Patrick Harris is the voice of Spider-Man, and Ian Ziering as Harry Osborn. Not even the awesomeness of Neil Patrick Harris could save that. And uh, who was Mary Jane again? Lisa Loeb. Um, Lisa Loeb was Mary Jane. With yeah, big eyes. Big eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you recommend, sir? Um, I want to once again recommend that everyone go on to Kickstarter, kickstarter.com, search for Donovan on the Dark Side and new donations. I mentioned it on the last show and uh want to thank the people from Crawl Space who responded. We've... Uh, Yesterday was the halfway point, and we're over we're over fifty percent. We got picked up by nice. a few. Yeah, we um some people on Facebook uh in the Star Wars community, like some like some people who worked on the films and who worked for Lucasfilm, reposted it, and that helped a lot too. And some crawl space people helped spread the word, so the response was great. And the funds more than doubled in the last uh, five days, partially thanks to the website Topless Robot. They had an article about it. And that gave a lot of donations. For those of you who didn't listen to last month's Crawl Space, um, it's a book uh, that um, me and some other people are working on. It's a, uh, There's a child who I work with who's special needs, and uh, he has a bipolar disorder, Asperger's syndrome, and ADHD. And it's 
how he uses uh, Star War, his love for Star Wars and the lessons taught by Star Wars to relate to his disabilities and how to cope with them. So I wanted to recommend that again. Let's see. Yep. What else? We've also got you did spy, some Spider Memories and, and it's got a link there too. Oh yeah, yeah. On the front page. And, and again, uh, like it's times are tough. Nobody has to donate at all. So I appreciate uh, the people who did because that's just great. Uh, let's see. Next Dimension, uh, Donovan Morgan's Grand Dragon Ball Z podcast. That's great. Ah. Oh, I, I, I can't believe I haven't thought of this, too. Speaking of uh, new podcasts, but, you know, like I said, Next Dimension, uh, Jesse Garrett's on that, too. Thank fantastic you. cast. It's a fantastic four podcast by Stephen Lacey and Andrew Leyland. You might know Andrew Leyland from Hey Kids Comics, and Stephen Lacey's been affectionately known as the British guy from Amazing Spider-Man Classics. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically taking a, like, reviewing the FF Silver Age comics from the beginning approach, and it, it is well done. One of the best podcasts that I've heard in a, in a long time. Cool. Anything else, sir? That's it. Um, I You you better recommend Muppets, though. I, re- <laughs> I recommended it last month. You need to recommend it. Yes, that, that is actually my recommendation. Good. Well done. Uh, Zach, what do you got this month? Well, I'm going to recommend my own podcast because I'm self, uh, you know, promoting and everything like that. But uh, if you like if you like the uh, lovely tones of Donovan Morgan Grant and Joshua Lappin-Bertoni, you can have them join me talking Clone Saga with uh, new episodes coming out very, very soon uh, on our recently... You just recorded one, if I saw your Facebook status, yes, right? Yes, we recorded one two days before we recorded this episode, so uh, we have a new episode in the can. We have several new episodes in the can, and, and um, they're going to be released on Spidey.com, and they may actually be out on Spidey.com before they're out on the iTunes, so... If you have to download it from the website, you can do that that way, too. So, uh, yeah, check it out. And, of course, I'm going to recommend the recently revamped Spidey.com. Very excited by the revamp and, and uh, very happy on how it turned out. Um, Gerard Del Tour did a ton of work uh, with also Will Sanchez. i got to give him a shout-out because he helped with the banner on the very top as well. So, Oh, that's, that's a good-looking banner, too. Yeah. It's John Romita Jr. artwork, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. And it was uh, – he had that, like, kind of in his back file. Uh, he had made several banners for us before for the message board, and uh, Gerard had found that one when he sent over the files, and uh, so Gerard used that one for the for the top banner. So very, very excited. Um, yeah. uh, there's, I mean, we're still tweaking it, so, I mean, it may look a little different this, this time next month, but uh, definitely, definitely check that out and, and uh, do that. Also, I'm going to recommend TV show. And it's on Netflix, and I think I recommended it last month. But How I Met Your Mother. You speaking of oh, Neil Patrick Harris? Sitcoms ever, yeah. I mean, absolutely hysterical. I mean, <laughs> I've not seen an episode that I oh, hear Brad. such good things oh, about. Oh, Brad! Get oh no, yes, <laughs> yes. get what? <laughs> watch that show. I want to watch that in Big Bang, and I never got, a, never started that either. It's funny you talk about. It's funny you talk about taking, you know, a beer to Lee Roscoe Brown, Roscoe Lee Brown's uh, tombstone because that's what the last episode of How I Met Your Mother was. The guy goes to like have a beer with his dad at his uh, grave. So then it becomes Lee Roscoe Brown on that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean the the story. You know, as there's a part of me that's a little nostalgic because I use, I grew up with Full House, so I grew up with Bob Saget. So hearing his voice every episode just kind of just, you know. Bob Saget's on that show? Yeah, Bob Saget does the voice of uh, Ted in the future. Bob Saget in your house? 
<laughs> no, he he watched Full House. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob Saget lives with this. Is the episode of everybody's meeting celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> right. Zach is drinking with Bob Saget. <laughs> that actually might be fun because if you if you've seen his if you've seen his comedy show. Oh man, he is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> he's filthy. But he's uh, filthy. but yeah, the um, the show is just excellent. I I absolutely love Neil Patrick Harris's character. He he cracks me up every time he's he, he owns. He steals every scene he's in. That's cool. Him and Willow. anything else, sir? Yeah, I like Willow too. She's hot. Anything else, sir? That's it. All right, George. Recommendations. Um. Because of Fight Club, and the last season we had um, somebody use Cad Bane, who's a bounty Clone hunter Wars? from Star Wars, yeah, from the Clone Wars, and I have right. never watched that series. Um, I couldn't get into it. Just recently I watched uh, the movie that they had before the series came out, mm-hmm. and then um, I've got the first three seasons, or all the seasons that are out on DVD now, and I okay. I am just taken with that show. I can't st- – I really? mean, it's just – I love – by the time they get to his appearance at the end of season one and then the beginning of season two, it's just I, – I don't know. It just clicks with me. I really like it. And I thought – I was scared it would just like, it'd be like a kiddie thing and, you know, there wouldn't be a there's – some, there's some dark shit that goes on in there. I mean, at one point, you've got three Jedi torturing his mind. You know, you've yeah. got um, Aura Singh cap somebody in a in a head. I mean, there's, you know, you got um, droids sucking clones out into space to die. It it gets pretty hardcore sometimes. I probably watched show. the first six episodes of season one. I I quit. Did it get better after? Yes, that? yes. I would say go back okay. and look at it if you can, because okay. they there's some really cool stuff they get to. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some other things that are you know there's a couple of other lighthearted things and ooh war's bad and whatever and all this propaganda they're going to you know the, any entertainment medium is going to beat you in the head with that crap at some point or another. But um, but yeah, I mean there, there's some hardcore shit that goes down, especially towards the end of the season. And then um, when you get past a lot of the grievous stuff, I mean that's fun, but it it just gets better after that. Especially if you can make it into season two, season two is really flying. I just saw the three. I just saw the three-parter last night with uh, where they rescue uh, Tarkin. Did Did you get to those episodes yet? I haven't. No, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, I don't remember if that was. The, yeah, they they have a three-parter with Tarkin, and it's like really cool. And you mentioned like the fatalities. There was a high body count in that episode. Oh yeah. I see. I was totally under the wrong impression. I thought this was like a kiddie show or whatever. This shit gets hardcore. So yeah. I, I I fully recommend this. I fully I wholeheartedly go go watch Star Wars uh, Clone Wars if you haven't already. Cool. All right. What else you got? Um. Anything? Oh, Star Wars Old Republic. I've been playing that online. Is that like World of Warcraft? Is it like a MMO yes and no? It's no. have you played the Knights of the Old Republic before? No. Video games that came out. It's like that, but you pay fifteen bucks a month for it. Um, there's not really a whole lot of MMO stuff. I mean, you can team up with other players, but there's not really – I mean, WoW is an expansive world that you can explore and find things to do. This one is linear. It's like it's taking you from point A to point B the entire time. So I don't really consider it a true MMO, but it is fun. I'm having – I've been having I've never blast. really gotten to the MMOs online. Like the – if Marvel – I think Marvel's coming out with one, aren't they? And They're – I think theirs is going to be more of a, of what this is. Cause I, and the Marvel yeah. MMO, I think – you can actually play characters from like like actual heroes. 
Yeah. And that's gonna so that's gonna be like uh like a I think that's not gonna I be an the Star Trek one looks good too. I, I played the Star Trek one. Is it good? Um, yeah, it was entertaining, but I mean I've dropped it now in, in favor of Star Wars. Yeah. I played the DC one. Remember, I was in the beta for that one, and I mean it was fun. But I mean I can't give my money to Sony for long because John Smedley is an asshole. <laughs> he's the Who's pres- John Smedley again? He's the president of Sony. He's the one that totally, totally fucked up the Star Wars Galaxies game. That was the Star. That was the Star Wars MMO that was taking place during the original trilogy, and he totally fucked that up to the point where it drove away the entire player. It just went dead. It's finally dead. It died in um, December, early December last month. They shut it down. Oh. So, and, and you know, the post mortem, the interview, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, lessons were learned." And I'm like, "Great, up yours." <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. I couldn't justify continue giving Sony my money, and Sony's the one that uh, that you go through when you do DC online. So right. there you go. Anything else, sir? That was good. Um, anything else? Lord of the Rings Blu-ray was awesome. I got that for Christmas. Um, Extended? Yes. Well, that's all they put out on Blu-ray. It's like why they weren't even going to bother. No, with they that. they released some theatricals before the did they extended? I think yeah. Yeah, this is the extended one, and I yeah. That's cool. Man, I haven't watched those since they came out on DVD. I loved it ago. the first time I ever watched those extendeds on DVD because it was like seeing the movie all over again for the first time. There yeah. was so much new shit in there. So, yeah, I got that. And, of course, Cap. Um, I should have asked for X-Men on Blu-ray, too, because I would have gotten that. So now I've got to go buy it, damn it. Yeah, Best Buy <laughs> had a deal. I got it for 10 bucks the other day. Did you see that, oh. Brad? Yeah. First, yeah, I saw X-Men. Class. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... It was a good story, and I, I, I don't specifically agree with the choices. I mean, I, I, I probably because I'm a comic book geek, I would have liked to have seen Cyclops and Jean Grey and Beast. Well, and what Beast. what helped me, number one, because um, yeah. I had low expectations of it going in. Number two, we yeah, just too. we just walked out of Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. And and I'm sorry. I could have seen Ishtar after walking out of Green Lantern, and, it, and I probably would have, would have been happy. By the way, I did see uh, Green Lantern over Christmas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. that that had to happen over the holidays. I, I pretty much agree with everybody. I mean, there was too much in the movie. It was, yeah. it was the, the second act was so badly written to the point that it was yeah. insulting. Yeah, the first and, act was actually not that bad, but the second act, I, I agree, was just and pretty awful. I don't know enough about Hal Jordan to comment if he was out of character or not. Ryan Reynolds was not the problem with this movie. The effects were not no, the problem with this movie. I thought the girlfriend was pretty much worthless. Um, she was, she written, was badly. written badly. The writing was the number exactly. one enemy of this film. Yeah, and and was he a producer or was he a writer? He was a former Spider-Man writer of the brand new day. JMS? Um, no, it was no. Mark Guggenheim, and he was one Mark of the Mark Guggenheim. He was one of the screenwriters. Okay, right? then Guggen, then someone needs to spank him because he's been like. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't right. do it bad, but I, I should, it, was, it should have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm with Don on that because I saw it over the holidays as well. I've, I've yet to see X Men First Class, and I'm sorry, George. To quote the great, to quote the great Kevin Cushing, who's not here, it was prison ass. Wow. All right, my recommendation. Oh, do you have anything else, George? I'm good, sir. Okay, my recommendations. Let's see, a couple comic books. Uh, I caught up on three issues of Venom, the Flash Thompson Venom. Really good. The one uh, issue nine, I think, where he just freaks out over the death of a family, and he's dealing with the death of his father, was just really good. I recommend the Venom book. Uh, There's a Spider-Man graphic novel coming out that I think uh, a lot of fans haven't read. It was 
uh, is called Spider-Man the Graphic Novels, and it's collecting a bunch of the 80s. Back in the 80s, Marvel put out the graphic novels. They were they were big, and they were a lot bigger than the comic book, and they had a lot of painted artwork and, and some big names in it. This one is going to have um, Spider-Man Hooky, Spider-Man Parallel Lives, which... Uh, what is Hooky? Is, Hooky is one in very first Spider-Man graphic novel. It's very trippy. Uh, George, can you explain this one? It's been years. He fights these these uh, monsters, and it's it's. I is that the Charles Vest drawn one? No, this one will have the Charles Vest. It's called Spirits of the Earth. George has stepped away. Oh, okay. Josh, do you remember Spider-Man Hooky? It's been years since I've read it. I remember the cover. Yeah, I do too. Maybe George can help us when he gets back. And also Spider-Man Fear Itself, which is not anything to do with what just happened. This has um, Silver Sable and Paladin in it, I think. Let me let me Google this. George, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. What's up? Tell me what Spider-Man Hookie was back in the 80s. What Spider-Man what? Hookie. It was a gra- the first Spider-Man graphic novel. Hookie? Do you remember I don't know. I'm guessing he took off from school. I don't remember that being a graphic <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard this in my life. I've never heard of that before, Brad. Uh, seriously, it, it was the very first Spider-Man graphic novel. Now, I feel bad because if JR was here, JR would be able to tell us. Yeah. We'd already heard the entire summarization of it. Let me see. <laughs> you, should, you should call JR and be like, hey, JR, we have a question. <laughs> Complete with all the old racial stereotypes that are found within it. <laughs> Excuse me, Bernie Wrightson, didn't he do some Batman art in the 80s? He did Batman Bernie, the Cold. Bernie Wrightson has yeah. done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, he is the artist on that. It's the only Spider-Man I know that he's done. This is weird. Spider-Man itself has a cover of Spider-Man fighting with uh, the Silver Sable, and in the tree has uh, the Green Goblin and Doctor Doom, and that one is written by... I feel... Sorry, I'm not better prepared on this one. Yeah, way to phone it in, uh, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was a it was a classic Spider-Man writer that wrote Fear Itself. Do you, you remember it, George? Fear Itself? Written by Stan Lee? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Gary Conway. Yeah, that's right. There it is. Gary Conway. You're welcome. And, and Ross Andrew was the illustrator. I loved Ross Andrew's work back in the day. But this is Ross Andrew in the 90s drawing Spider-Man, which is much worse. didn't happen. So... <laughs> Anyway, I uh, highly recommend this one is coming out in the next few months, so check out Spider-Man the Great. Is, is, it, is it better than uh, – Bertone, who was it that we were we were looking at the other day in uh, Clone Saga Chronicles that came back? It, what was the name of the artist? I don't have my book in front of me. Oh, the, um, the, Gil the guy from Sensei. Gil Kane, Gil yeah. Because yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, Gil Kane did issue, did an issue during the Clone Saga, and we're like, oh, Gil Kane. <laughs> Here, let me- let me give you the description of the graphic novel. It says, Several of Amazing Spider-Man's most extraordinary adventures are offered together in this fabulous collection, from being whisked away to a bizarre fantasy world inhabited by a creature of near-limitless power, to dealing with unruly ghosts in an ancient Scottish castle. That's Spirits of the Earth. Things have never been weirder for our hapless hero. Also, the secret ide- history of Peter and Mary Jane is revealed. That's Parallel Lives. While things turn up a notch, Spidey teams up with Silver Sable to face a Nazi menace. Featuring the villainy of Doc Ock and the Hellfire Club. So that is what Fear Itself is about. So I recommend that one. Uh, what else? Uh, I read a couple issues of X Factor. Peter David's still knocking that out of the park. I don't. I wish more people would read that. It's just amazing. And all four Batman books. 
You believe this? Four DC recommendations out of me. All four? They're like 11. Well, I'm only reading the main four Batman. Batman, Dark Knight, Detective, and Batman and Robin. I weren't aware that they were still publishing. (laughs) I think Batman is the strongest with uh, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Number two, in my opinion, is Batman and Robin. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, those I think are that books. is a very, very good book. Um, Detective, and I think, is at the end. but uh, I actually don't like Detective. Yeah, with the Joker face, etc. Anyway. And also, a movie which Bertoni alluded to, The Muppets. Saw The Muppets, thought it was awesome. Um, I like very. There's a lot of homages to the 1979 movie that I saw like three or four times when I was a little kid. Have you... Um... <clears throat> Did they use songs from the original stuff? The, the Muppet Show uh, songs uh, used. Well, they used uh, Mana Mana at the. Yeah, they, they <laughs> use. Uh, they, they have some montages of like we built this city. And they have some new original songs which are cute in my manner Muppet. Just a just a good movie, man. I, I loved it, and and it's nice to have them back in the forefront. And I hope Disney doesn't flub the play and. Uh, do Muppets 2, and it's awful. Save us from, from <laughs> sure, have you seen Sherlock Holmes yet? That was good. No, I haven't seen that. I wanted to see the girl with the golden or the dragon tattoo, but I hear there's like 14 rape scenes in it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah. I, there's like three or four rape scenes, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want Date uh, Night to have that in it. They were just oh, out on the kitchen floor. Was it, it was written by Zeb Wells. <laughs> oh damn! I was going to see it, but like the friend. Damn! Oh no! Wait! I'm All sorry. Right. That was no, no, no. That was Van Lente. Uh, ben, oh, ben was Lente, it written yeah. by Fred Van Lente? Yeah, Van <laughs> Lente. Shed, shed, right? Well, yeah. you, you had you had the chameleon story, and then you had Shed. Well, that was the girl with the right. that was the girl with the lizard tattoo. <laughs> 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 On that note, oh, time for a pee break. Hey, 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 Brad. Yo. Um. Oh, are we not recording anymore? I haven't hit stop yet, but you can still go. Okay, go I was okay. gonna, I was gonna say because I, I stepped away and you were talking about um, Rick, Cookie. or you talked about Venom and Rick Remender's writing. Right. I've not read it. Uh, you know me and Venom, lol, whatever. Yeah. Um, he was a really good writer uh, in the Doctor Voodoo stuff that he did. Um, mm-hmm. But he's been doing other stuff before, and, and and I would like to get a consensus here of all the people on the panel and see if. We can agree that he would be the heir apparent or should be the heir apparent to inheriting the Spider-Man head writing chore. Well, I think, granted, he's a good writer. Everything I've read by him, I've liked. I mean, he made me care about Frankencastle, for God's sake. There was a, but one of the latest issues his, um, where Peter and Mary Jane appeared. They were actually – Josh and I were talking like they were written as though they were married. Yeah, that that was the funeral scene for Flash Thompson's dad at, I think is what you're referencing, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, so, it, it, so, it so, 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 can we agree that he should be the the next head writer on Amazing Spider-Man? I think it'd be better written. Honestly, okay, can we I all think... then agree? Can we get a consensus on the panel that it should happen now or as soon <laughs> as possible? Here's the problem: Amazing Spider-Man allegedly is selling well. Douglas, you are the living end. <laughs> So uh, until the sales start declining and they they start pointing the finger that slot is the problem, I don't think we're going to get a change. Word in on writer. the street is selling well. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like <laughs> it. Word on the street. Well, that's how you have to say it. I mean, selling. the market's down for everything except for Amazing Spider-Man. He's selling. 
He's not selling as bad as the yeah, other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically what you're saying is is the market is bad, but uh, Amazing Spider-Man's flattened out. It's finally hit bottom. Exactly. Rick Remainder's doing an excellent job on Venom, and I also think he's doing an excellent job on Uncanny X-Force. I don't know if anybody reads that book, but damn. Does he write that? See, that might be something that I might actually consider pick up. You know, because I hate Marvel. Um, (laughs) No, Uncanny X-Force, they rebooted it. It's up to, like, issue 19 or whatever now. Oh, really? Has he done it all? Yeah, he's done every issue of 19. Uncanny X-Force. Uncanny X-Force, Rick Remainder. Who's on that team? What is it it like? uh, Wolverine, Deadpool. um, Oh, wait, wait. Wolverine's on, like, what is it, like his eighth team? Uh, who's got the squeaky toy? What the hell? <laughs> That's my dog. Sorry, he's oh, he's playing with his toy. Tell your clone to be quiet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Wolverine, Cable. Who else? Is Domino no, on no, there? No, 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 no. Wolverine, um, Deadpool. Deadpool, and you've got um, Cipher. Uh, you got Psylocke. You've got I forget the name of the dude. He's fairly new. He's got a white trench coat. Chinese um, man. Oh yeah, that Morrison character. Yeah, the Morrison character. Uh, okay, I'm out now. I'm done. And well, actually, the last six epi- issues have focused on the Age of Apocalypse, and uh, Archangel is just going bad because he was he the he's the heir apparent to uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. So that has been really solid. I don't. I don't like any of that Morrison leftover crap. Well, no, that. Anyway, not the Age of Apocalypse. I mean, that guy in the white coat. I, if you like Age of Apocalypse, you'll love this. Guy. I did like Age of Apocalypse. I thought that was very good. Yeah. You, you you should give it a spin. I think you'd like it. Well, since you recommend it, maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> but remainder, honestly, awesome stuff. All right. Anything else you want to say? Let's take a pee break. Hit message. Yeah, let's go pee break now. Okay. I've been Everybody drinking. I've been drinking. Wait. That would actually be interesting because. Spider-Man would be trying to keep the whole Venom murderous rage thing in check, but also you have Flash who has this reverence for Spider-Man, like wanting to follow him. And if Felicia's on the team too, there would also be that bit of awkwardness because uh, Felicia had proposed to Flash in the 90s, and now he's with Betty. So there, you, I don't want to say there'd be a triangle, but you know the the team dynamic would be interesting. Um, throw in, cool. if you want to throw in, um, I kind of like the idea that Harry's had this absence for a while, but in the 90s, there was that brief idea that they toyed with of Harry Osborn as a superhero, and oh. I think that him, like, working with Flash and Peter, it was just, Flash, Peter, and Harry, like, working together on a superhero team, that would be interesting, and then, like, Felicia there, kind of like, you know, the one chick on the team. Right. That's wait, wait, hang idea. on, Bertoni. Are you saying that Flash and Harry need to get together for more Peter? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it, and fanfiction.net will deliver it. <laughs> nice. Without question. What would we call the team, everyone? Amazing Friends? What? Spidey Slimmies. Spidey, Spidey Slimmies? I don't know. I just got to say, lol at the idea of anyone thinking Venom's going to work well in a team book. <laughs> oh, oh, at the same oh, time, oh. this this would work best as a non-team. It should be a team that's a non-team, like the Defenders or the Slingers. The, the Defenders are more structured than what this should be. Yeah, George, do you like the idea of a team, Spider um, Team? If, if he could be off the Avengers, if he could be off of the Fantastic Foundation Four, Law, whatever that is, um, I would say Cloak and Dagger, Daredevil, Silver Sable, and Black Cat. Nice, Don. I think it would be a good idea for a story. I don't particularly care for him being on a team, but I think it's a good idea if he led a team for maybe like 10 issues and then stopped. 
so let's see. What, Don Don has a point in that it shouldn't, or or it, or how it would work best is if you know he could lead the team without even realizing he's doing it. You know, right. it's one of those things where he's actually he's actually more capable than he, than he knows of. I'm sorry, Don. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's cool. Um, I mean, if if it was my thing, if I were writing it, I, I would put uh, Ben Riley, Scar Spider in there, Kane, uh, Black Cat, Venom. Uh, and uh, if I make a Madam Web, that'll be like a Power Rangers. But like, oh God, not Madam Web. No. She's worthless. <laughs> that might be anybody but Aranya. Oh God. Speaking of Harry Osborn, where the hell is he, Josh? He um left at the end of Brand New Day. He says that he I was know. taking his kid and he was hiding, which his I think that that's son. His yeah, kid or his, his, <laughs> his kid or his brother. Um, oh, it, it was his kid. They revealed that at the end of the issue. Which, okay, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, the, the, there, there was a question for a while, but it's, it's his kid. So yeah, he's had an absence. I don't think. Um, there, I miss him. There, I mean, I, I thought he has potential. I mean, he has potential to be. He is, but, cat. but I, you know, it's, it's good to take some characters off the playing field for a while, and he had a lot of stories. So, you know, and with Norman, you know, kind of taking a break. Although Norman's break is over, it was good for Harry too. They did mention. <coughs> Still sick, everyone. Um, they did mention in one of the Fear Itself tie-ins, um, it starred Liz. It was Liz, um, she's on like a train and something, and something happens in Fear Itself. But she mentions that she was going to New York so that like she can take her son to visit his dad. So either like she didn't know that Harry moved or something, or like Harry still is in New York, or the writer of that tale did not realize or something. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? All right, Jan, thank you for asking your, our first question, and good job. Uh, another person that is asking a first-time poster, first-time question, is Spidey MD. Uh, hello, long-time listener, first-time posting. I'm a radiology resident and love wow. hearing the banter between fanboys as big as me. I have some questions I would like the panel to answer. Number one, I'm going to meet Stan Lee at the Comic-Con New Orleans. What do you talk about to a man that has heard it all? Get him to bless the birth of uh, one of your friend's children. <laughs> that well, I will never forget. Pretty much. George, anything you think you should ask Stan that hasn't been asked? No, I interviewed him for an hour before. Back yeah. when we did Hero Realm, so, and he called me Georgie. He's one of the only people on Earth he gets to do that. But it was <laughs> like talking to my granddad, you know? I mean, it was really mm-hmm. cool. I just It was everything I could do to stop him saying, I love you! You know, so. Are you my grandpa? Oh my God! You're so awesome. Thank you. You know, so. yeah. And he just had a birthday the same day as a Spidey dude. I yeah. will say this though: it was one of it was one of the most memorable and thrilling experiences of my life. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Talk, you know, yeah, I bet. To get to talk to the guy for an hour that created the entire well, you know, who co-created the entire Marvel universe. You know, the one that I hate so much. So, <laughs> you know, um, no, it was really it was one of the one of the high points of of my early life, but I'll I'll, I'll never forget that. Well, I, I mean, I, I've had three interactions with him. Yeah. One is at the Chicago Comic-Con where I went up and shook his hand, said thank you for creating my favorite character. The second was when I interviewed him for the Salby Sima podcast. That was fun. And then, well, I guess I didn't interact with him, but Josh getting him to say congratulations on being a daddy. Well, you know, that was awesome. When you, when you meet him or when you talk to him, what you get is that he yeah. gets it. He understands the whole P.T. Barnum salesman thing. And he, he gets the whole, oh, we shouldn't tell our fans to go F themselves thing. You know, I mean, he's very, he's very nice. He's very, he gets that he needs to interact with fans, that fans need to interact with him. 
you know, and, and a, um, a whole different topic of what if the internet existed in the 1960s. In, uh, in he Comic-Con, still would have he still uh, would have been nice. He would have reacted to things the way Tom DeFalco does. Yeah. In Comic Con, like when I, Josh was at like one of one of Stanley's panels, and I went to meet him to like borrow his phone or whatever. And then like I was, I was like, okay, let's, let me get your phone. And this is and now announcing Stanley, and he walked around with me, and Josh like kind of like widened her eyes and saw him walk around, started freaking out. Now it's weird. It's like when you meet Adam West as as a, as a reverse of that. Adam West will hit on your girlfriend in front of you, because <laughs> well, he thinks Holy. he's like Gene Simmons or something. Holy cock block, Batman! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stella, Stella got to interview Adam West. Did he hit wow. on her? Um, I don't remember. Close doors. Dustin right. was there to protect her. Second question. It's my first convention, and I'm wanting to pick up some key books. Is it better to go eBay versus conventions? Um. Okay. You can do eBay with the with the trade sometimes, but I mean, we, the the one that I shopped at, at Comic Con was fifty percent off trades, and I got a lot of trades out of that out of that deal, and I got a lot of bang for my buck. I'm, this may be still true. I think every con I've ever heard of, it's best on the last day. Yes, you don't buy anything until the last day. They they, right. they will cut it well, we in did. half. They will do anything they can to move it so they don't have to pack it up. Yeah, I ended up getting a couple of trades on uh, on the last day at that same booth for like another. I think they went sixty percent off because I mean they were they were they were pretty well cleaned out on the last day, weren't they, Don? When we went by there, yeah, it, unless it, it was something, unless it's something really rare that you aren't going to find again. Yeah, but it, but it's common runs. I, I would say the last days. Well, the the um, like Donovan and I were looking at like the original Clone Genesis trade. Which seventy-five bucks. Seventy-five dollars. I said, "There's no way in hell I'm paying seventy-five bucks when I can get the new one for like for like what like forty, and it has more content. It has like twice the page count because they added." The- Can't you get the original issues for that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, one one forty. I mean, one forty-nine yeah. may be a little bit jacked up they in price. Had, they had they had Death of Ginger Wolf, they had original Clone Genesis, they had um, the Spider Slayer arc in the '90s, and they were all like. Jacked up prices, and we were like, Forget "Because it. they were out of print, and uh, that's the only reason." Yeah. Because it was Mile High Comics, and they could afford it. Oh, now, yeah. the the cool thing about the last days of these cons, it's like a marketplace where even if the prices are slashed down, you can negotiate with the guy to get it down further. You can be like, um, "I'll I'll pay ten dollars less than what you're asking." He would rather sell it there than take it back to his shop where it hadn't sold. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's see. Uh, if the Clone Saga experts could write Ben Riley back in the continuity, how would they do it in the pro's brand new day? Hell, we got the whole Clone Saga Chronicles cast almost here. <laughs> Hit it. I would I would make it like, you know, when uh, Mephisto jacked around the marriage, somehow that altered time and Ben Riley was back to life. That'd be an easy way to do it. Huh? A, a clone melted. That's the easiest thing to say. And then why has he stayed away this long? Out of his immense sense of guilt, because he's realized, oh my god, while I'm around Peter, bad stuff happens, so I need to go away. Which would be a very, very Ben Riley or Spider-Man thing to think. <laughs> the other question by SpideyMD is, Spider Jeopardy, when will it be back? <laughs> we did it in, in like, September. <laughs> Let's yeah, next yeah. September? Usually, wait, usually there's a category on, like, the last 12 months of events in Spider-Man, so, like, I couldn't re- yeah. we couldn't really do a category on like what's happened like in the three or four months since then. So really, really, what his question should have said was, "When will George win Spider Jeopardy again?" <laughs> God, I, I really hope somebody else wins next year. Just so I would love to win the damn thing. It, it's been it's been a 
usually in the end of the year, we generally do Spider Jeopardy. I still haven't won uh, Fight Club uh, season champion, so I'm glad I won something. Jesus. I don't even remember who won this year. It was George. Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for Tony. It was George that I think it's been Okay, that's a wrap on this episode. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example on a Spider comic is on Amazing Spider-Man 682. And the description reads, It's part one of Ends of the Earth, the next big Spider-Man event, the Doc Ock story. You've been waiting 50 years for Otto Octavius holds the entire Earth hostage with his dying breath. What price will Spider-Man have to pay to buy the whole world one more day? Ugh. Special appearance by the Avengers. Cover price, $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.